Hello, my friend. Welcome to episode eight of season two of the Jet Movement podcast. I'm Jeremy Hirschkorn, owner and lead instructor at Jet Movement Academy in Bellingham, Washington. Before we start with today's topic, as always, I just want to thank you for listening um, and ask that if you enjoy the podcast, give us a rating, give us a review, be sure to like and share on whatever platform you find us on because that goes a huge way uh, in spreading the word and getting this out to more people and um, just giving more value. So um, today's topic um, is personal health, okay? So your own personal level of health. So as a trainer, um, obviously health is on my mind all the time. Um, But over the course of the last, uh, you know, almost two years now, as we've been dealing with um, the COVID-19 pandemic, um, personal health has become something that for me has been more and more and more on my mind as I believe others are focusing more and more on um, the health of our communities, the health of our counties, states, our country, um, just kind of broadening their view of health and how we're all intermingling with each other. Um, but, but for me, I've been going the other direction. So, uh, March, 2020, um, we had to close the gym and, um, it was a weird, it was a weird week leading up to that. Um, you know, we started hearing rumblings of this thing, you know, this new situation arising and trying to, um, wrap our brains around it mentally, what we should do, whether or not we should be closing, whether or not we should have people in, um, how crazy is this thing going to get? And we just had no idea what was going on then. And then we had to close, you know, the, um, the state government wanted us to all, all as, you know, businesses to close. So we did. Um, and at that moment, um, I dove back into taking care of myself, you know, as, as a coach and a trainer, um, you kind of are so focused on, everyone around you that you're serving that you oftentimes forget about taking care of yourself. And that was evident in, um, you know, how my body was feeling and, and some of the nagging things that I had going on. So I was able to kind of, um, revamp myself, go back into, you know, studying different forms of movement, um, and different forms of taking care of myself. Um, I became way more interested in my immune system and how to bolster it and, you know, what to do with it and how to make it better. Because at that point, you know, we didn't really know what to do. Should we cover our face or not? You know, are we washing everything? You know, that was kind of the only, that and just staying away from everyone was the only answers we were getting as to what to do. And so in this episode, I'm going to be going into a lot of my own personal opinions about health and the pandemic itself and how I think we should handle it. And a lot of things that are just on my mind and my gut reactions to these, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an epidemiologist. I don't study viral infections. So you have to take this with that understanding that I don't come from an expertise in those things, but I'm going to speak on how I view it um, and, and just kind of give my opinion. Um, and and for, for, for lack of a, a better, you know, idea here, it's mostly for my own mental health just to uh, express these things and talk about them because it's been on my mind a lot. 
Um, so it, the idea of locking ourselves inside, distancing ourselves from everyone, covering our face, um, and just waiting it out immediately rubbed me the wrong way and felt like that was in the incorrect way to pursue it. But then we didn't know what we were dealing with. And, and so I went, I went along with it because I felt like, well, you know, what else are we going to do? So that was my initial reaction. Uh, but I decided to, to dive back into my, my own personal health and, and look into things that I could be doing to make myself stronger, more resilient to this and, um, and fight against it rather than just waiting to be told what to do. So, um, I'm still in that place right now, you know, still trying to figure out, um, what I should be doing and how I should be acting, um, and, and kind of what's the best route, you know? And so that, that should be something I believe that we should always be thinking about. We shouldn't wait for some, you know, worldwide catastrophe to happen, um, to want to pursue personal health. So, as the debates rage on and there's vax versus non-vax and face coverings and all of these different things and we're battling um, crazy, you know, right and left of everything. So it's still going on. So when it comes down to it, I wanted to start to personally really try to organize my own, uh, goals and, and pursuits of my health. So I want to organize it and, and refine it, um, and kind of prioritize certain things and figure out what I should be doing for myself. Uh, and so I thought I would share the, the, this process and these ideas with others because I, there's gotta be other people that are feeling like they're in the same position as me and, and not sure what to do. And so, I think it's best to share and communicate and and um, and talk about things, and it helps you um, hear your ideas out loud and weed through them and see if they're valuable or not. You know, so after putting all of this out there, I might find that some of my ideas are are good or or should be thrown out. You know, so that's kind of what I wanted to do. So um, the reason why we created the gym. Um, was to help other people. And that's always been been my goal. Our philosophies within the gym are wrapped around this idea of helping other people live their life to the fullest um, and get the most out of their life. Our, our motto is train for your next adventure. And that's why we created the gym. And the only way that you can live your life to the fullest and get everything out of it is to have a high level of your own personal health. Okay, so when I look at what makes a healthy person versus a sick person, uh, to me, that is just anything that is getting in the way of you functioning optimally um, is, a, is a form of sickness. So if there's something that, you know, roadblocks you from doing the things that you want to do and living life to the fullest, then that is some form or level of sickness. And there's varying levels um, with that. It's not just, you know, heart disease or obesity or high cholesterol or any of these kind of buzzword things. It's literally, you know, down to things like, uh, rolling your ankle or having a tight hamstring or, um, you know, migraine headaches or things like that, that just are reoccurring that impede you from living your life to the fullest. So when it comes to, to, 
to your own personal health, those are the things that you need to be addressing. There's there's all of these little tiny problems that can arise, big problems that can arise that you need to be focusing on and and and, and working on preventing. Um, and that is kind of where I've placed my focus. And really quickly, um, I don't I don't want to underestimate um, the power of your level of mental health. And it's something that I've been talking about on the podcast a lot lately is mental health um, and ensuring that you have good mental health um, and how important that is and, and how we should be able to talk about that as well. Um, but I've come to I've come to strongly believe that when it comes to which one is more important to address first, mental health versus physical health, I truly believe from what I've seen and what I've experienced that we have to focus on our physical health first because our physical health will constantly drag our mental health down um, if we're not taking care of it. There can be debates made for, you know, being in the right headspace to then go attack your physical health. Um, but I feel like if we can, if we can prioritize our, our physical health first, the better that we get at, um, at, you know, doing the things that are required of our physical health, the better we get at those, the more focused we are on them, then uh, the less that we will end up having to worry about mental health. Um, when it comes to, you know, looking at um, other creatures in nature um, and seeing, you know, how they how they survive and how they act and, and what their focuses are, um, it's it's purely a survival it's purely you know focused on um food and shelter essentially and reproduction and that's it you know there's you know there you see you know very rarely are animals concerned with um traditions and culture and and um entertainment and all these other things so in a weird way um we've you know we've evolved from that animalistic level of pure survival um, eat, sleep, reproduce, uh, and, and that kind of thing. We've evolved past that. And so, um, it's actually caused a lot of distractions away from our own, our own personal health. Um, because we've almost made our health, you know, easy or at least our survival easy to obtain. Um, you know, it's our life expectancy has gone through the roof compared to 100, 100, 200 years ago. So we've kind of, you know, we've done it. You know, we got through that. So um, we don't have to then only focus on food and shelter. We can focus on other things. But the more we've kind of evolved past that, the, the farther away from our health we've gotten because there's so many other things going on. And I, I'm guilty of that as well. Is there's just, there's so many things I feel like that are, are taking my attention away from my own personal health. Um, you know, that at the end of the day, I'm like, why am I so wrapped up in that thing? You know, weird things like, you know, being a, uh, being a sports fan or, um, you know, TV and movies or video games or all of these things that you just kind of get really into because they're, they're engaging and they make you feel a different way and all these different things. But at the end of the day, aren't, adding a whole lot to your personal health. So it's weird to me um, how humans have kind of gotten to this this weird level. Um, 
and so that's something that's been that's been on my mind is how do we get back to um, prioritizing the things that lead to our personal health and, and, and having a clear picture of what that is. And so that's something I'll get into. Um, but I want to talk more about um, things that have kind of gotten me to this place. Um, why I think personal uh, health is super important right now um, more than ever is because we're facing a crazy situation. This pandemic is is removing a lot of us from our own control over our personal health. We are, um, we're relying on, um, being told what we should do and we're relying on, um, other interventions, you know, um, in a lot of ways, one of the things that is, this is, this is one of my frustrations right now, um, in some of the debates, um, is the, the, the level of people being adamant about, um, particularly masks and the vaccine, um, people that are being so adamant about using those two things that are almost in no other ways doing anything for their own personal health. And that is the part that has been driving me the most nuts is not the mask or the vaccine itself, um, but the push that we're getting from people who are are talking about how it's it's for our own health and, and it's for the health of all of us and we're all working together to solve this problem. And, and yet they they don't display any other, you know, forms of taking control of their personal health. And so this is the part that's got me bewildered. Um, you know, it, it, we're, we're giving up our level of control over our own personal health. And I don't think that the government is purposefully trying to take over control of our health. I'm just saying that it is happening whether they're trying to or not, whether they're trying to be helpful or not, um, is irrelevant in the fact that our control over it is, is going away. Um, we're not learning about how to take control of our personal health. Um, you know, the, there, there's a level of personal responsibility that you have to have over your own health. You can't rely on other people, other organizations um, taking care of that for you because no one else is going to care about your personal health the way that you should. So our, that, that control, like I said, is just, is just being taken away or it's being lost essentially. So when we don't put effort into that, um, we give that up, you know, whatever you practice, whatever you do the most becomes what you are. And so if the things that you're constantly doing are unhealthy you become unhealthy. If you're constantly relying on something else to take care of your health, eventually you're going to be completely reliant on that. And so for me, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be both. It's gotta be you doing the things that you know you need to do, studying the things that you should be doing. Um, and then yes, use the advancements in technology and science, uh, to help that as well. You know, we've come a long way because of advancements and, and we are here, you know, because of the evolution of things, you know, we are here still because of that. So it's important to use all that. Um, but I, but I can't help but acknowledge that there are checks and balances within nature. And as humans, we've started to create our own laws and our own, um, you know, set of rules for things 
And in a lot of cases, those rules and laws are, are detaching themselves from the laws of nature. And that just going to, that ultimately will lead to a, to catastrophe on a grand scale. You know, I mean, it's inevitable that at some point humans are just going to take our whole species out. And there's, you know, there's no denying that, that that's going to happen at some point. It's going to be our own fault. Um, eventually that we're gone, but you can start to see us, you know, head towards that direction as we stop, um, focusing on natural ways of increasing our health. So, um, it's crazy to me there. Uh, it reminds me of, uh, George Carlin talking about, um, how we have more convenience in less time, you know, um, we have all these things that are designed to make our life more convenient. And yet here we are talking about like, I don't have time to cook the proper meals to eat. I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to go for a walk. (laughs) I don't have time to go for a hike. Like what? You don't have time for those things. What are you using your time for? Um, it's crazy to me. You're sacrificing these things that will make you healthy and happy to, to chase other things that don't add to your health or happiness. Um, and it's crazy. We've gotten into this weird, you know, cycle of, you know, working to pay bills and then, you know, paying bills so that, you know, we can do things we like, but we're constantly trying to work to pay for those things. And it's just this weird cycle of capitalism that is, you know, got us stuck, you know, and, and moved us away from, from truly being healthy and happy, you know, and as the health industry continues to grow and we have all of these different things that are aimed at making us healthy, we keep trying to invent things to increase our health. We just have more and more sick people, you know, obesity and heart disease and all of these different things that hamper our lives are increasing as our life expectancy increases. So we're living longer, but we're living more miserably for longer. You know, um, people are living into their 80s, 90s, over 100. Um, and yet I have friends in their mid 30s that talk about being feeling old um, and their bodies are beat up and they're broken. And, and, and I'm like, so you mean to tell me you're going to live another 50 to 60 years like that? Like, what's the point of that? You know, it, it's 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 crazy. So you know, I feel like our standard of what truly healthy is, has been lowered. Um, We're starting to just accept that this is how you feel when you're 30. And we joke about it. And then eventually it happens. And this is how you feel when you're 40. Oh, man, it just gets, gets worse. And we've almost accepted that that's just the way it is when you get to that age, you know, so if that's the way that it is, when you get to be 40 and 50, then I would rather just live balls to the walls and enjoy everything and be awesome until then and just die. Like, what's the point in living longer than that if it's just going to be this miserable level of sickness, you know? So we got to start to get back to the things that help us be healthy and happy. And we got to start to avoid those things that, that make us sick. And so that is a crossroad that I'm at where I'm starting to not only just try to identify and practice things that will make me healthy, um, but uh, remove myself away from things that will make me sick. Because right now it's, um, it's a clash, you know, um, I'm not doing as much detrimental things to my body and my mind as I was when I was 20 through 25. Um, but there are still, you know, things that I 
do on a regular basis that probably aren't good for me. You know, there's, you know, um, alcohol, uh, energy drinks, um, different kinds of food that are just wasted calories and different things like that. And, you know, there is a, there's a level of, of balance that you could probably create with those things, um, that help, you know, keep you in a healthier state. But if I truly want to get the most out of this body that I have and, and do, you know, live life to the fullest, as I always say, how much of those things can I, can I really be doing? You know, so you, you have to step back and look at your practices, you know, your, your culture, your, you know, your social practices, your traditions, how you celebrate, you know, um, how you escape from the things that you don't want to experience and how are those things creating, you know, detriments to your health in other ways, you know? So like think about the things that we do, uh, when we want to socialize, we go out for drinks, um, you know, what are, what are traditions, you know, and celebrations we, we eat cake and we overindulge in, in food and, and beverage and all these different things, you know, um, when life isn't going well, how do we escape from it? You know, drugs and alcohol are part of that, that story, you know, um, and capitalism has just capitalized on those ideas and they market it and they, um, and they push it and it just kind of perpetuates it, you know, and then we try to do, we, you know, we try to go to yoga class, you know, to counteract the bad decisions that I make. And now we've got where we mix drinking beer and yoga together, you know, and it's like, we're, we're blurring all these lines and we're getting lost in the sauce on, you know, what is healthy. And then we say things like, well, you got to treat yourself and, uh, self care, you know, and, um, and, and it's balance. And we use those as excuses, I think, um, to do things that we know we shouldn't be doing, um, because it, 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 it eases our mind and that's, and that's healthy to, you know, for our mental health to kind of ease our mind about those things, you know? And I believe that there is a level of, you know, of that, that's okay. And there's a level of that, that, that we should be allowed. Um, but I just don't know what it is. So that's why, uh, I'm becoming so, you know, focused on defining what I want to be doing for my health. Where am I going to draw those lines? Um, can I feel the difference? You know, um, is there some science there that backs it? Is there, you know, a level of understanding of how much of this can I get away with? Because I love chocolate cake. I love a nice IPA. Okay. I love hanging out with my friends and having a beverage, you know? Um, but I would even go so far as to like sports, um, as much as sports get us moving, sports have rules that are man-made and they don't always abide by the laws of nature. And so when it comes to playing sports, how much of a sport can you play before it starts to be an actual detriment to your body? You know, how many of my buddies have high school injuries from sports that are hindering their life, you know, today and might for the rest of their life, you know? So trying to find a balance um, and define these things is difficult. You know, so it's something that I've been doing lately um, is trying to kind of whittle those things down um, and, and get a clear picture of what those are. And so some of the areas that I've been focusing on um, reducing, okay, my number one most unhealthy practice that I believe that I have in my life right now is the friggin' energy drinks. I don't know what it is. I can't stop. Uh, they have a billion different flavors. 
and they make you feel like Superman. So like, what are you supposed to do? You know, um, I'm, I'm clearly addicted to caffeine, um, because I think about it when I wake up in the morning and then I have a lull in the afternoon where I want it again. Um, and that's a problem because I'm not just getting caffeine by itself. Um, I'm getting all these other things, um, along with it, a lot of which I don't even know anything about and, and understanding what's that, what is that doing to my heart? What is that doing to my brain? Um, what are these other things doing to the rest of my body and my tissue? I don't know. So that's probably number one. Um, number two is alcohol. Our body does not like alcohol. Our body does not want alcohol to be in our body. There's a reason why when you drink too much of it, you throw up immediately. Okay. Um, it's not good for us. And yet so much of our culture and our traditions and our interactions and socializing is, is wrapped around it. So how much of a level of sacrifice am I willing to make with that? How much is it even going to be of a sacrifice to remove that um, and still have those relationships and those events and the fun and all of that stuff? So that's something um, that I'm working on as well. What level of of that am I is my body going to allow me before it's hurting the tissue of my body um, and and decreasing the shelf life, if you will, of my body? Those are two big things. Um, number three is probably food. I think everybody's dealing with food. Um, to some extent, um, because of what it does chemically to our brain and how satisfying food can be, um, in a lot of different ways, but, um, which foods are actually going to enhance the cell tissue is what I'm the most focused on right now. Um, and what stuff is damaging cell tissue, because ultimately that will determine how, how long I will be able to function at a high level in this body. So those are three things that I'm, um, I'm, I'm really focusing on um, figuring out. Um, and I think it's, it's a lot harder to remove negative practices that we are entwined in rather than, uh, I think that's harder than adding, um, positive things. You know, we can't just say, oh, well, I binge drank on Saturday and ate a bunch of crappy food. Um, so I'm going to go to the gym today and drink a bunch of water, um, and, and eat, you know, have a smoothie. It, it doesn't, it's not just a, trade one for the other kind of thing. The effects of what we do linger, you know, so it takes time to regenerate these things. Um, and it's often far easier to destroy our, ourselves than it is to um, regenerate ourselves. It's, it's not even close. So um, I the things that I'm focusing on, um, you know, continuing to make a point of every day uh, in my personal health is, um, uh, like is food. I'm trying to focus on, um, getting things that I knew, know have the nutrients that my body needs to function. I, that was something that I did with my personal diet a, a few months ago, um, is focusing on getting nutrients. So rather than cutting things out, focusing on ensuring that I'm getting these certain things. So that's number one. Number two is water. Um, that will always be number one on my list. First thing I ever tell anybody to do, um, when they, when they are trying to improve their health is drink more water. Those two are easy. Um, movement, obviously work at a gym, I own a gym. Um, movement is what we're all about there. Um, but trying to decipher how much of certain movements can be detrimental and then how regenerative other movements can be. That's a big thing that I've been on a kick lately with, um, listening to, uh, Naudi Aguilar of, uh, functional patterns talk about, um, regenerating 
movements that are actually regenerative, restoring your body and, and creating a response in your tissue to grow um, rather than to be strong or to do certain tasks. I want my body to be regrowing itself and regenerating tissue and improving itself um, and maximizing itself. So deciphering, this is where the where it gets difficult is deciphering which movements are doing that um, and which movements aren't. And then are some movements, you know, short-term creating growth, but in the long-term gonna wear me out. So that's another one. Um, next on the list would be oxygen. Um, and breathing techniques and learning how um, how to get the most out of that um, to enhance my immune system and to enhance my tissue um, because oxygen is ultimately necessary uh, to keep the heart and the brain uh, functioning. And so um, the more we can breathe properly, the better we're getting uh, that tissue to function. So um, if you look at a lot of causes of death, they ultimately result in um, dysfunction in breathing. And that's ultimately what kills us. It shuts our brain off or it shuts our heart off. Um, and so, you know, breathing and getting the proper oxygen is great. Uh, and that is directly for me tied into exposure to nature. Um, living in Bellingham is amazing because I can get out of the city and into the woods um, immediately and, and very easily um, and just be in those natural environments where the air is, is so much more pure um, and, and just kind of um, exploring what the exposure to nature can do for us. Um, that's a super big interest that I have right now um, that I really don't know about, you know, um, talking about, you know, barefoot on the, on the earth um, and what that does for our electromagnetic field. Um, and then also what the, you know, microbes are doing in terms of enhancing our immune system, um, and, and things like that. So, um, those are the big things that I'm focused on currently. So when you think about these things, they neglect, um, our personal needs like or not personal, well, not, not personal needs, but um, our emotional needs um, and our social needs. So that is one thing. So referring back to Naudi again, um, that, he, you know, when you think super mechanically about our bodies, um, that is great for your own personal structure and you as, a, as an organism. Um, but I'm a strong believer in the human connection between us. And so when you look at these other things, it neglects those because you you could rub people the wrong way and push them away um, when you're when you're so focused on avoiding certain foods or avoiding you know social situations or drinking that you know aren't optimal for you. When you start to avoid those, it starts to create rifts within your your relationships with people that are indulging in those things. So it it, it can be tough. That's a as a fine line to to walk. Is how do I navigate these things, you know? So for me, I feel like the more focused you are on those positive aspects of your health and the more you're, you're doing to obtain those things, the more likely you are to be in a better headspace mentally, but you do need to find people that to connect to that are interested in those same things. And that can be extremely hard. Part of this is that you can be, you can, you can need to cut the ties with certain people, um, if they can't respect what you're trying to do. You know, so 
I'm lucky enough in my life that I can pursue those things and not not cause problems with the people around me. They are supportive of that. You know, my, my close family and my close friends are all on board with that and would never hold that against me um, because they understand where I'm coming from. And so that might even lead to stronger bonds as you inspire those people around you to also do the same and find a higher level of health for themselves. That can, that can strengthen those bonds and, and increase, um, you know, those social connections and things. So to close this one out, I want to go completely off on a tangent and talk about um, my favorite villain, if you will, uh, my favorite comic book or movie villain. Um, and you got to excuse my uh, my knowledge in the comic book realm. I, there's none there. I basically have seen the Marvel movies and one character stands out to me all the time as very, very interesting, very polarizing. And that is Thanos. So I hope I don't lose a bunch of people right here when I mention that I'm going to talk about a, a comic book character. But the Thanos of the Marvel movies um, talks about his home planet and how they were using up all of the natural resources and overpopulating their planet. Um, and he predicted that it was ultimately going to destroy the planet. His suggestion was that they wipe out half the population and start over. I don't believe in that, but that was his idea and he was considered a madman for it. But eventually what he predicted happened. There was a fall of the planet. Everything went to crap. And so now he's trying to, you know, collect the stones to take out half the universe. So this has been, this this character has, in, has intrigued me since I first started hearing about it. And the reason why is because to a certain extent, I agree. There, we, we have all of these resources available on our planet, but they are not infinite. There is a level, there is a certain amount of them available, and we are just rifling through them. And so I feel like when we get back to um, a more natural system of things, it, it creates the only the strong survive mentality, you know, where, you know, if you end up with a, a weak immune system and it kills you, it's because that is the check and balance that the planet uh, utilizes to keep itself healthy. And, and we as humans have found ways to navigate around that. Um, and I think that that, you know, that's amazing. Like, it's crazy that we've created these, we've figured out ways to keep more people alive longer, um, despite all of these things that nature keeps throwing at us. And it's, and it's wild. But the problem is, I, at some point, it has to collapse, you know. And so there needs to be, you know, a level of um, utilizing science um, and, and still, you know, adhering to more of the laws of nature or else eventually it's all going to fall apart. So the problem I have is, is when people um, neglect their duties as a, a human in terms of taking care of their own personal health, and they completely neglect those, those things that they, they should be doing, and they rely on a system of, of health care to then save them, you know, right at the very end. It, you know, it's like, how much negative things can I do to my body before I'm going to die and then healthcare can save me from that. And and that's the part that drives me nuts is that that is happening. So hopefully most people are doing as much as they can to, to take control of their own personal health. And if there are things out of their control, 
then then they can utilize these amazing advances in science. You know, um, if you get cancer from something that you have no idea was going on, and and you need medical attention for that, then yeah, science is awesome. But if you understand that smoking cigarettes for years and years and years is eventually going to be damaging to you and you do it anyway and then you rely on the healthcare system to try to help you what kind of a life is that to live and and that can be harsh and, and that's okay you know it, 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 I have habits as well as anyone else that I know I shouldn't be partaking in but um, I still do anyways you know it's not that easy it's not black and white you know but there is something to be said about this idea of just it's the same thing with the planet. It's like, how much can we just trash this thing before it's too late? You know, and um, we just keep thinking that things are going to be irre- are going to be reversible at some point. We can just go, ah, well, we'll save it now. You know, it's we got it. You know, we'll figure something out later. You know, we just keep passing the buck down generation after generation, and here we are, right? Like we're dealing with some of the issues now, um, but still, we'll be like, yeah, well, it's you know not going to be in my lifetime that this is going to happen. And then we hand it down, you know, well, they, you know, the people before us handed us down problems as well. So it just seems like as humans, we just keep solving problems um, and in the process creating more. And it's like, well, at what point are the new problems worse than the ones we already had that we could have just dealt with, you know? So hopefully I didn't get off on too crazy of a tangent here. Um, And, you know, the moral of the story basically is, you know, I'm going to personally be doing as much as I can to increase my own personal health um, so that I can live life to the fullest with my family and, and my and my kids, you know, and 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 that's that, you know, that's what's going to make me happy. And that's ultimately going to be the legacy that I want to leave behind is that I just I was focused on taking care of myself and the people in my circle and, and giving them everything I had, you know, Um because at the end of the day, you could just be like, screw it. I'm going to die anyway, so let's just let it rip. You know, I just can't get into that mentality. And and I just think that uh, now all of a sudden, a lot of people that live life like that are very concerned with being on the right side of this COVID-19 thing. Um, and they're pushing their agenda with that onto other people. Um, and I just think that that's kind of messed up. You know, if you're not going to take care of your health on every other level, but you're going to push this, that doesn't make sense to me. So um, I just hope that everyone out there that's listening um, is doing whatever you can and whatever you believe is beneficial for you uh, to increase your health and take care of yourself. Um, and if we can all do that, it's going to work out great. So uh, hopefully we're all doing that. So again, as always, you know, thanks for listening. Uh, if you made it to the end, I appreciate anyone who sits and listens to me talk for for 40 minutes that's amazing um it helps me get my ideas out and and feel better you know about what i'm doing and i would love to hear feedback um from you the listener you know what how do you feel about this stuff what do you believe is the right way um because maybe that can open my eyes to something that i haven't thought about so uh please you know leave comments leave a review like share do all that stuff um so that you know this can get to more people um, and we can create more of a positive discussion Uh, for future podcasts that will give me ideas you know so be interactive Uh, it gets me going it gets me excited when people are interactive Uh, uh, until next time my friend i wish you the most health the most wellness wellness and many many adventures and as always please keep moving hum babe